And it won't be the last time. But <laughs> it's just another thing where it just makes me want to bang my head against the wall. May 24th. I think this should be a short one. I just want to capture... Two things. Two things? So I had okay, what's your two things? Well, you start with Doug Ford. Okay, sure. Yeah, so Doug okay. Ford said um, today that they made an announcement saying that anyone, I think anyone can get a test. You go to a testing center, whether you have symptoms or not, you should... If you think you've been exposed or have reason to think that you have it. Yeah, if you have any reason... That, yeah, right. So I think they're basically saying if you've been around someone and you're worried that you might have it just go get tested because they want they want to see their testing numbers going up because they've been low for a while and um, I guess their target is 20,000 and they've been somewhere under 10,000 I believe the last three or four days and so they're really trying hard now to test more which is a good sign yeah, trying hard. I mean, to me, this just shows, like, making this announcement randomly on a Sunday <laughs> just shows, yeah. like, nothing is being planned properly here and yeah. executed properly. And the anonymous, disgruntled public health official that I follow on Twitter is like, oh, so you're just making this change without notifying any of the public health units on a yeah. Sunday. This is going to be a fun week. Yeah. Like, you can't, I feel like you can't just make an announcement from a pulpit and then it just happens. Like You actually need plans coordination, yeah. and coordination and execution. Yeah. And that's what has been lacking in this whole response this whole time. I mean, UHN was like all hospitals, I think, got thrown for a loop when Christine Elliott did something similar way back when they were saying... I think it was right before March break, right as March break was ending, right? They said anyone coming back, if you're traveling, especially to the U.S., then general the, the general idea was you needed to stay home for two weeks. You self-quarantined for two weeks before coming to work. Then they said, wait, I think they realized that if they did that, they might not, like they might, have trouble filling shifts all of a sudden, right? If all of a sudden a bunch of people mm -hmm. stayed home for two weeks. So then they reversed course on that and they said, everyone except for healthcare workers needs to stay home for two weeks, but healthcare workers need to come to work. No quarantine for two weeks before mm -hmm. you come to work. And then Christine Elliott just apparently, it sounded like she just didn't know that that was the plan from before because I think that had been orchestrated by like various hospitals working together to figure out what was going to be possible and she just in a press conference said well yeah just like everybody healthcare workers would also need to wait two weeks and then mm -hmm. that threw everyone for another loop yeah. mm -hmm. so it's not the first time and it won't be the last time <laughs> but it's just another thing where it just <laughs> makes me want to bang my head against the wall and it's not I, I don't think it's a wrong move although there are people who are against testing asymptomatic people because there's a fairly high false negative i mean false positive rate right um, no false positive false positive false mean. positive yeah so then maybe that's just in healthcare workers because if you get a false 
positive and like long-term care homes. It's safer, right? Then if giving it's safer, but you can run out of people. Yeah. Anyways, there are like legitimate reasons to be wary of asymptomatic testing, which I'm not fully briefed on clearly, sure. but um, I just, yeah, I just don't, I'm just losing so much confidence in the pl- Ontario's plan or lack of planning. The lack of coordination to me. Yeah. I think what, uh, yeah, what I'm, what bothers me is the lack of coordination, but it does also feel like there are things that Doug Ford has been saying for a while that don't get implemented. And like, it's, it seems like there's not enough, there's not the proper will a level down from Doug Ford to act on the things that he actually wants to have happen. Maybe it's because he sets unrealistic goals. I don't know, like without understanding the challenges on the ground, possibly. But it's... Um, I mean, there can be will and just incompetence uh, or just unknowing, yeah. not knowing how to do something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I have, uh, yeah, I don't know where the problems are, but it's just ever so clear that there are so many problems. Yes, yes. The machine is not working. Yeah. And so related to that, uh-huh. sort of. Uh-huh. The other news this weekend in Toronto oh, yeah. <laughs> was the crowds at Trinity Bellwoods Park, uh-huh. which is a big park on Queen West, known for hipsters, yeah. youngins. And so it was very crowded on Saturday in the nice weather. And can I just say that, like, the Twitter shame police (laughs) were out in full force. Everybody was like, these COVIDiots. Actually, I think the Toronto Sun actually wrote an article with COVIDiots in the headline (laughs) about them. And, yeah, everybody's shaming them. Everybody's saying they're stupid. They're going to set us back and yada, yada, yada. And I just... I can't get on board with that. Yeah. I'm also, I, I think we're on the same page. We, I mean, there is little evidence that these, the problem is outdoors. I mean, I, I also think when you look at those pictures, you still, I can't tell by looking at that picture. I don't know how you would even know. In the pit, there's lots of videos and pictures. So it yeah. looked like with it, there was just lots of groups of people sitting in circles on the yeah. grass. And what if they all live in the same house? Okay, that clearly they don't. They're very large groups of people, but all of the groups were distanced from each other. Yeah. And everyone was outside. So it is firstly very unclear how risky that behavior is, right? It may not it may not be very risky. There may be very few infections that happen from that kind of a setting. And the truth is that we won't know (laughs) because our public health machinery in Ontario isn't asking the proper questions and doing the proper contact tracing to figure out where people became infected. So like, yeah, to just get mad at people for the lowest risk behavior that they could engage in 
just seems very counterproductive to me. And also, I'm just not a fit. Shaming people and telling them they're idiots is not how you get behavior change to happen. No. At all. That's ever. Right. That's right. No, neither is fining people or arresting people. Like, we need proper behavioral change um, strategies, communication strategies yeah. happening. Yeah that are not happening. The province and the city are doing a terrible job of this. I haven't even seen like any attempt. No one's trying to explain <laughs> like what's okay and what's not okay. Nobody is all doing anything. All you get are mixed trying messages. Trying to like yeah. drum up compliance clear, on yeah, like social distancing. What's like a clear way to set <sighs> like what, what I don't. Okay. So can we just look at, can we just imagine for a moment you see a group so you said there's a big group of people sitting together mm -hmm. i actually think the vast majority of people want to do a good job at this sort of thing yeah i think so too and they are trying if you went up to them and asked them each like how did you like so i see you're a big group here how did you how do you break down like looks like you guys are too close like what's going <laughs> and then i bet what you would see is they say like these three live together and these two live together and these two are facing those three so it looks like a big group but that actually like these ones yeah. are facing like i i really yeah. feel like people aren't blatantly breaking these rules in an in public like in an open place i yeah. think more often though people are maybe breaking the rules in their own homes in their own backyards where no one's watching yeah like this is a very yeah. open well and that's the other double standard right yeah. is yeah. that Anybody can have a backyard party and not be social distancing. Yeah. And they're not going to have their pictures splattered all over e Twitter. Exactly. But the poor condo dwellers <laughs> with no backyard. And I actually feel they like they get yeah. slammed. And I, it's, it's not, it's, I really think it needs to be more carefully adjudicated before mm -hmm. there's the, the shame police come. I out. think so too. Yeah. And Andre Picard, I can't read his article because I can't get past the Globe and <laughs> Mail. <laughs> free free paywall. All you have to do is like register, but it's a I don't a know whole thing. my password. It's a whole <laughs> I can't get it. Anyways, his headline is blaming and shaming those who gather in parks is not helpful. What these gatherings show is not that young people are irresponsible, that the but that the cities we have are not the cities we need. Yeah. And I think that's true, but I also think the communication we have is not the communication we yeah. need. Yeah. You can you can create it's like I think Seth Godin talks you about rules versus norms. Mm -hmm. Creating what you need is to create a norm, a societal yes. norm. People are s most people are very 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 good at following established norms. It's like the experiment where you put people in a in an elevator and like if you have like two people facing backwards right. in an elevator you'll find everyone yeah. coming in will like <laughs> face the other way it's like we're very good at doing what other people around us are doing and if we haven't created the norm I it's like whatever the norm is what m is what most people will do and it's the mm -hmm. now interestingly david fisman is on the shaming side yeah sure and so this may mark the first time that we have <laughs> diverged from his wisdom and guidance. We're out of his echo chamber now. We disagree for the first I time. I mean, I disagree. I mean, if there's blatant, I, I don't know. I mean, I the thing is, I don't, I'm not going to go to the park to see for mm -hmm. myself. Like, yeah. And make the problem any worse than it already is. But 
I just, I'm sure there are some people breaking the rules, but if you carefully assessed, I bet the number of people breaking the rules are small, but the appearance can be much greater, I think, if mm -hmm. you just look. And the angle at which you take these videos or pictures, like, it just, I really don't yeah. think you get a true assessment at all of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyways, that's... And then what is even the risk? We don't we don't even know. know the risk, which I guess is a good reason to be prudent and not gather, but at the same time, yeah. it's definitely the least, like, there's no... There's either one or no clusters linked to outdoor spread yeah. of all the clusters studied. Yeah. So Ontario's in trouble anyways. Yeah. Before the weather got nice, so yeah. it's not going to... Yeah, it's worth pointing. I guess it's worth just highlighting the numbers now. I think now, actually, the numbers are worth thinking about or talking about because I think we're at a place where they're... We're going back up. I, I mean, we're going up, and, like, I think things are kind of at a steady state in terms of, like, there's not any big, big outbreaks at nursing homes and stuff. Yeah, the nursing home. Did we already talk no. about that No, we chart? didn't. So yeah, the Toronto Star did a really amazing analysis. Well, yeah. it shouldn't have to be amazing. This data should just be <coughs> readily available. Yes. But they like went through and like manually pulled stuff from eight different public health units that were providing this data to look at the where are cases, community cases, and where are congregate setting cases? Like which cases are happening in long-term care homes and prisons, and which cases are happening in the community, and what do those curves look like? Because we've been trying to figure, th we've asked this question a few times of ourselves, just like, do we know how what proportion is? Because mm -hmm. it's like the community care settings and the congregate settings, like we we can basically assume that that isn't going to lead to any more stuff happening in the community. Like that kind mm -hmm. of is going to burn itself out within or get solved or not, but mm -hmm. it'll stay within those little groups. Yeah. So the rest of the community, you, you almost want to see the curve in Ontario without that included, which is what the Toronto Star basically created. Or did their best. Or did they their best to They had to do. like extrapolate. Yeah. yeah. Or, or it's only based on eight Eight public health units, eight public but health it's the units. eight that are the biggest problems, right? It's the, like the highest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what the graph shows <coughs> is that non-outbreak cases. So we were growing exponentially till the end of March, and then we just flatten that curve like anything in the in the community. Yeah. Like basically just 90 degree turn. Yeah. And then there is a little bump that coincided with the long-term care outbreaks, which would be the opposite of what you said, where actually it does come back into the community I guess. a bit. I guess because some of the people that people, work there are also yeah. passing it on to people in the community, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. So um, that happened, then went back down again, it stayed flat, and then it went down a bit more. And now it's going back up. Yeah. So now we're just about at 
where we've been again for so what's the number the on past the past two months left side this there? is cases per day yeah, we're looking about right now in the community like 400 um, 200 cases per day 200. but this is just again those large health right. units so right it's those not the whole province right those eight okay so in those eight health units if you take out long-term care congregate mm -hmm. settings you're at 200 we were basically there we've more we were we if if you're being generous we basically flatlined from there till now i don't know not being generous like we did do a little bit better for a while and now we're coming up again back yep. to that line yeah and we were down at like 150 cases a day and now we're back up almost to 200 yeah and then the long-term care, the outbreak cases, they call them, yeah. is a much sharper curve. It goes way, way, way up, does like a hairpin turn, and comes way, like, comes halfway down again. Yeah. And it's at about 100 cases per day. So there was no, like, kind of that flat going along at the same number of cases per day for a while yeah because they got a handle on it and mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and they shut it down but like the community so yeah the community we just haven't come down very much like when we we flattened it we flattened the curve when we all locked down yeah. and it never really got any better than that yeah and so yeah when we open back up i Unless, like, everybody needs to, and I don't think they are, needs to be hyper aware that I think we should be opening back up and doing things carefully, but we have to be careful. Like we, we have to be wearing masks indoors or yeah. face shields. Let's, yeah. let's, let's remember face shields. Yeah. Um, they protect you much better than a mask does. Yeah. And they would be good for people with asthma or other health difficulties wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you can get, you can make them. There's how-tos online. Anyways, um, mm -hmm. off topic, but we just, we need to be, just every time we're out of our homes, we need to be thinking about how not to spread, how not to catch it. Yeah, like we're still just as are. bad, even though we're opening up we have to know that things were not we're basically as bad as we were since we locked down like basically from the time that we locked down we haven't changed a lot till now mm -hmm. and so w the risk or the danger that you feel to yourself going out and i mean i guess especially people who are high risk need to think that way and all of us should be thinking that way in terms of your interactions yeah, yeah. Um, and the R not Valley of Ontario is 1.11. One one. Mm. That is. It went up again. Not good. Mm -hmm. And 460 new cases today. So we've been above 400 for four days now, three or four days now. And it feel and going up. And yeah, it's like going up, going up 1% or 2% more each day. So that's the. Yeah. And that's. And if you. Again, go back to what you always say. It's like that shows you things that happened two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. I do keep saying that because I have to keep reminding myself of that. Because that's scary. It's so easy to forget. Because that's scary. I mean, it probably means that if if things have been going consistently for the past two weeks, we're actually, you know, th 
there's we're gonna see we're gonna see this go we're gonna cross through this the i think we're gonna crash through the previous high yeah and very soon and our hospitals i don't think are ready like they're at um 85 percent capacity or something someone was what did i read that but we're not like ready for a surge yeah so people are keep talking about the second wave coming <coughs> in September, but I think this is, I think we're in a second wave. Or right is now. this just the first wave? Still the first like wave. We I mean, just, like we never got back, like we never squashed it. It just feels, well, we never squashed it, but now there's this added momentum of better weather and people feeling like we're just this, this additional um, being cooped up for so long like there's it's like we've p- compressed all this these springs and we're just people are ready to burst and i don't know i think it's it's like we were able to contain the first wave but this one it's it feels like it's gonna go it's like we're going out of you know it's like a there's a term for this in signals in signals and systems when you see the first wave and then the second thing is bigger than the first mm-hmm. and then it goes bigger and bigger and bigger like a positive, positive f- feedback. feedback. Yeah, like some sort of a positive <coughs> feedback momentum thing. That's what I'm feeling right now, feeling that people, even though things are not good, no one's really paying attention to that and we're, op- we're doing more things, we're going out more, we're everyone's trying to just think that way and that has a positive yeah. feedback thing. Well. So the other prediction I wanted to make was, so I think my first prediction is this is, I think we're in the second wave now. The second prediction is, I think tomorrow they're going to, Doug Ford's going to have to say something about locking things down again, like in, in some way. Just, I don't know what it will be. But, but what did we even like stores open up? Like retail, I don't know. Is that or like give some other or like masks are mandatory in stores or something yeah. like that? They're gonna do. They're gonna yeah. do. So they have to do something to stem what's happening. I mean, based on what they said that previously, if things kept going up, they would back o- off of something. Yeah, I mean, we're nowhere near the target that they set to reopen <laughs> in the first place. So yeah, so at least they have to come out with something to make it look like they're paying attention right and yeah i i think there's too much pressure to back to back but like we're seeing this rise in cases from two weeks ago before things were even open yeah so i don't because people were feeling as soon as they said it's like as soon as they started saying things are looking good, mm-hmm. I feel like that has an effect in almost mm-hmm. immediately of people trying yeah. starting to do more, right? Again, the communication. Not it's good. I mean, it's sort of... I don't know how you talk about these things without having yeah, but that effect. There are people that do. There are people yeah. that study behavioral science. Like There are people that this is their job. So <laughs> let's please bring those people in. Yeah. Like, just because we don't know how to do it sitting on our couch, having never studied this, doesn't mean that yeah. the knowledge doesn't exist. Yeah. It can be employed. Yeah. It ticks me off. Okay. <laughs> joke. Joke. This joke is from Twitter, and I'm going to dedicate it to my father. Mm. 
so here we go it says marijuana is legal and haircuts are against the law <laughs> it took half a century but hippies finally won <laughs> he would like that <laughs> i don't know if he listens to our podcast anymore. i don't know we'll find out i guess cause tell us if you liked it pops yeah <laughs> okay good night good night